This is our West. A podcast from The Outline about theories about the TV show Westworld. I'm John Lago Marcino. I'm Adrian Jeffries. And I'm Josh Topolsky. Let's get into some analysis. So we've just seen episode six, The Adversary. This is a, a big episode where a lot of stuff happens and also pretty much nothing at all happens. Um, the man in black and Teddy have a shootout with some soldiers and we get more of Teddy's backstory. Lots of people calling him Flood in this episode. Um, Elsie did some CSI Westworld moves and also found evidence of sabotage. Maeve uh, learned the awful truth about her existence. Uh, we've met a board representative and Lee Sizemore <laughs> urinated all over the map and proved to be continuing to be the most annoying, awful character on the show. Are we going to take bets on who's going to die? And is it going to be Sizemore? Are you hoping for I, was, Sizemore? I was hoping that Elsie was going to die because I just was like, uh, there's too many characters. <laughs> well, like that, inter- and now there's one more. They just introduced a new one. I mean, there's literally now I have to worry about like all of the main characters and those dumb lab techs. And now there's this new board representative character. There's not that many characters, though. There's a lot of characters. If I sat here and listed all the characters, we'd be it would be take like 10 minutes to get That'd through That would be the whole podcast. Things. Anyhow, so this is like, I thought, so people have been like, this is a really good episode. You liked it, right? I liked it. I, I'm somewhere in the middle. I, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was kind of annoying. It felt like, a, a, it felt to me like a filler episode. Well, it's not, it felt to me like cleanup. Like, here's a bunch of facts that we should probably establish before like, we do anything else. It was expository. I believe also this was the episode, uh, the last episode before the four month, four month shutdown of production in order to retool the story. So here's the deal. When I was watching it, it felt to me like, I was like, this feels like a show, an episode from a different show, yeah. like a completely different show than a lot of the other stuff that we've seen. But there were a couple good moments. The Maeve scene, her brain processing was pretty amazing. But it also sort of proves your theory. Mm-hmm. Maybe we're going to get to this. But Adrian, uh-huh. you had a theory that was like, yep. they're not really waking up. They're just like, think they're waking up. AI is hard. Hard to make real AI. Well, the real question is, like, it does make you go like, well, what do we, what's the difference between thinking you can think and thinking? Right. Do we know? Whoa. <laughs> is your mind blown right now? Like Maeve's was? Also, do we think that she achieved some kind of <laughs> unspecial? What is real? Do we think she achieved some kind of like special new unlock because like her, she had that like shut down? Yeah, wasn't there some period of time? If like, you're talking about her. what you can feel, what you can smell, what you can taste and see, then real is simply electrical signals interpreted by your brain. Mm-hmm. Where you are know, you reading this from? Sooner or later, you're going to realize, E-how. just as I did. <laughs> That's from the Matrix. Go ahead. Oh, wait. Go finish the quote. Was that it? Uh, that was a relevant part. <laughs> There's some other stuff about about Zion in there that is not, yeah. not relevant <laughs> about going to a rave in Zion. Anyway, the, the the relevant part of the quote is, "What is real? How do you define real?" Yeah, well, electrical signals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah, we're all we're all robots. Well, that is. So this we get. We also get deeper. We see the a robot like being booted up, which looks like a person being filled with blood. Yeah, and you can hear a and you can hear a heartbeat. So so the what I took away was like. And what I'm getting is essentially the text says this to Maeve. They're exactly like human beings in every way. That's what I'm hearing, except they have more processing power. Mm-hmm. And is, they can and be controlled. They are being contr- yeah, they're well, controlled. Right, right. But that just means like to me, it's like, you know, the thing about we don't use the full pers- the full ability of our mm-hmm. brain. 
To me, I feel like what they're saying is you have a brain, but we're able to use the full capacity of the brain. Isn't that just a I don't know. A mis- a myth anyway, misunderstanding. Right? Yeah, yeah. Of- and we have like a brain slug on it so we can control right, it. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, who knows if it's like a squishy pink brain or if it's. Right. Or it's like a computer. Yeah. But they definitely get shot in the head. So. Yeah. So I don't really know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyhow. So the episode was, I feel, and we don't do, we're not doing recaps here, but I do feel there were some important moments, but largely, now there's a really big one that I want to talk about, which informed a new theory of mine. But I felt like largely this was a filler episode that was a holdover. We didn't really learn anything important. I don't know. We, we, we learned a lot of facts. And that, like that's kind of what made it feel like an unsatisfying episode to me where it was just like a list of facts. In fact. Right. Yeah. yeah. It, well, should we do a list of facts? Yeah, we have okay. a list of facts oh, in front of us facts. that we've compiled okay. from the episode. All right. These Let's are things this. that we learned about the universe in this episode. So there have been at least two systems for controlling hosts. Uh they had the bicameral mind system where they were issuing commands in the host heads. Literally and, transmitting them to hosts. Yes. Uh, and now um, that's been changed, but there are still some older hosts that were <laughs> yeah. configured for that system in the park. Which are still there that were built by Arnold. Right. Yes. Well, no, 40-something of them were built by Arnold. Well, there's 80-some. Okay. 82 first-generation hosts in the park. 47 yeah. of them were, quote, designed by Arnold Ford says that only the five hosts in Sector 17, the family, yeah. were personally built by Arnold's hands. Mm. Um, we know that the processing power in hosts is greater than the human brain. We saw them get pumped with blood while they are still in those weird 3D printing rings. Uh, Maeve has been madam at the Mariposa for about a year. Um, although her mem- in her memory, she's been there for 10 years. Hosts are reassigned regularly. We kind of already knew this, but they retain most of their personality. So they're given a few tweaks and dropped into their new roles. Uh, (laughs) Turn the other cheek is code for open your face. (laughs) For the old bots. (laughs) For the old bots. Which can open their face. We have confirmation that the old old hosts were robotic on the inside. And... uh, Ford and the men in, man in black in another episode seem to think that this was more beautiful. Why isn't the command just open your face? Open your face. <laughs> like, face open. Like open face. Do that. I mean, also, I just want to say on this point, this idea that the face would open, like it would like be bisected. <laughs> it would be like it's like quadrants. It opens in four ways from the front of the face. And somehow the skin reseals itself, but like it seems like the least convenient way to open a face. Like I can think of a hundred different ways to like zipper, just yeah. a zipper, or just straight, like something around the, ha- down something, the nose, something near the hairline, or like in the back of the head, or whatever. The idea that you okay. open. Okay. So I said this before we started rolling, but there were a couple of things that I forgave this episode for because they looked really sweet, and that was one of them. Yeah, it looked cool. All right, the last thing we learned is we saw a uh, image of Maeve's personality chart on screen that showed all of her attributes and they're all um, ranked from 1 to 20. It's like a D&D game. And yeah. uh, so we we can see all the attributes and I won't, won't read all of them, but now we know what they are. There's yeah. candor, vivacity, coordination. So yeah, we have a bunch more information about how Westworld works. Yeah. So let's get into our theory. Let's talk about theories because, sure. okay. be- because I've been thinking, I've had a lot of thoughts based on last night's episode and I've got a big one. First off, by the way, uh, they talk about uplink. They talk about an uplink. 
To me, it feels very, very moonish. Doesn't matter where they are, but still feel very moon, yeah, moon, moon, moon or moony. Mars. Very moon or, moony. Moon or Mars. That's my. This is my. great that the moon theory is not on the official list of theories we're exploring. But every episode we say something about worth, how they're on the moon. Like this fact, basically. That I just think it'd moon. be really funny. Also, we should say that they basically have a Yule Brenner. Uh, yeah. They show a Yule Brenner. Bot. Little Easter egg. Neil Brenner, who played the gunslinger in the original Westworld. Yeah, the movie. original yes. bad guy in the in the Westworld movie is like there's a m- version of him in this. Show. I thought there was one in the first episode, but now it turns out that was like just a not a version of him, but a similar type of bot. This one is like definitely the. Yeah, I tweeted a screenshot of it. It's yeah, exactly. It's pretty, which is interesting and raises a lot His of questions. Profile. I think it was just an Easter egg. I think it was just a cute. I think yeah. so too. Yeah, because this show, because one thing this show was lacking was like things that make you wonder cute what kind of mystery faces. is going on, or like <laughs> Easter eggs. Wait, one thing the show needed was some stuff, some more information thrown in, right. to make you think about what's really going on. Right. More, more, <laughs> more so frames pissed. to screenshot. I'm a little pissed. I'm getting a little angry. Okay, let's talk theories. All right. What's, what's your big theory? Uh, Bernard goes to what level? Eighty two. To mm-hmm. access the old computer, 82 is the same level where they're keeping all of the One old. One level above. Um, he goes to use a computer. The computer has a Dell monitor, a Dell 24-inch monitor, and a keyboard that looks like maybe it's a Logitech. Some, definitely something you can buy at Best Buy right now. Okay? The devices they use to compute currently are like, I mean, they make iPads and phones like the what we have now look like a joke. I mean, they're highly advanced, foldable. Didn't Apple just patent a foldable? I don't know, phone? but but here's the thing. But thirty, you're telling me that thirty five years ago or whenever they were using computers that we use now, and now thirty years later they're using those foldable things. But there was no more advanced thing that they used because right now we have more advanced things than the thing that he was using. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to pause it. Do we have any evidence? Okay, this requires two things. Okay. Here's my, here's my theory. The park is way older than 35 years. It's, like, much older. So think about it. Radiohead was played twice in the episode last night, once on the player piano, once as background music. Is this the Radiohead theory? It's connected to the Radiohead theory. Radio, <laughs> we're, in a, we're in a timeline where Radiohead is, like, a standard. Radiohead like, is the Beatles. Well, Radiohead and the Rolling Stones are equivalent in their music in the sense that on a player piano, it's a... It's old-time music being played, okay? That's, like, what you hear. And they've made a point to really focus on the music that's being played. Is there any proof that we know how old the park is? Like, that we definitely know how old the park is? No. No. Okay, so let me throw an idea out. We clearly have very advanced medicine, right? In this day and age, in the age of the park, you can build a person out of nothing. You can... Cure, you can heal. I think there's a quote that Ford says in the first episode we can keep the weakest of us alive, right? They basically stop disease. Consider for an idea that they have managed in this utopian world that we live in that, that aging has been dramatically slowed. And so that what we perceive as like 30 years could be 60 years or more, right? So Ford may have been Ford the way you see him now for. 50 years. Right. Right. Ford the man is, in black might Ford be, the man in black might be, old. might be 200 years old. Sure. Okay. So the computer I saw looked like a computer from like much longer ago than 35 years ago. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is if that's true, then it goes a long way to explaining like when the man in black talks about when he talks about that he saw a robot and they were, you know, they were full of like whatever they were machines and they weren't people. 
even after the point they started using mostly humans that they had some of these. They obviously still have 82 of them in the park that are like robots. Mm -hmm. But there may have been a period before the William Logan period that we see. Because they talk about they're not like a few years ago, right? Logan isn't like a few years ago this thing happened. It's like this like myth about the founding of the park, right? We don't know when that actually takes place. And we're all bent on this idea. And I feel like in a way maybe this is the greatest manipulation that this show is doing. We're all hell-bent on this concept of this 30-year failure that gets talked about in the first episode, this critical failure, which might not have anything to do with the actual plot. I mean it might have something really to do with it, but it also could just be like one of many failures that have happened in the park over a very long period of time. Sure. Okay, this is that's basically it. So I'm starting to question whether or not it, it also opens up, like, questions about the dual timeline versus it being more than a dual timeline theory. It opens up questions about what Dolores is physically because I'm confused that she's the oldest in the park. I have questions about her being the oldest part. I mean, she's also getting – she's she getting messages also, from the Arnold thing. So she's presumably one of the older generations. And she was designed by Arnold because she's shown on the tablet when oh, Bernard checks yeah. in. But also so, Anthony Hopkins, his family. Ford. Ford's family is like a family of, like – the 40s, the 50s. Right. What timeline are we seeing in that house? Mm. It's not like, I mean, if this is the way in the future, future, 100 years, 200 years, how, when do we think the time is? <laughs> it's, if it's two, 2016, is it is 2116? Do you what I mean, Jonathan Nolan has said about this? Yes. Yeah. He said 21st century. So that would mean? Not that far in the future. Okay. Hmm. I'm not on board with this one. But who cares what he says? Yeah, okay, fine, right. (laughs) I'm not on board with this This, this thing that you're saying, but but, uh, I just looked up how long a year is on Mars. Yeah. And it's 687 days. Oh. So if their their years are not the equivalent of, like, our years, a year to them in aging could be different. I don't think it changes aging. We're way out there. I don't don't think it changes aging. I have one other thing to say, (laughs) and then I'm done with this. I'm just... I think they're – I mean it opened up a bunch of questions for me that I thought – that Del Monitor opened up a bunch of questions for me. <laughs> it did. I was also like, oh, maybe this means that like aliens have arrived on the planet and have given us all kinds of crazy new Ooh, technology. Aliens. I was like, oh, okay, you know what would really advance our technology quickly is if aliens came down and were like, you could make like matter out of nothing and like here's yeah. how to do it. Westworld takes place after Independence Day 2. It's possible. <laughs> I haven't seen Independence Day 2, so please, no spoilers. Um, one, of the, one other thing I want to say is – so there's that. Maybe it's just bad – like just set design or whatever, which I find hard to believe based on what we know. Old logo was pre- present yeah. in that scene, yep. Yep. very, very vis- visible, which to me reinforces the most, reinforces this concept. They want us to know that there are two time periods, the old time period and present time period at yep. the very least. And so that's been reinforced like a number of times. Uh, one other thing and I want to say. There was a giant new logo as well over somewhere near yeah. – uh, was it uh, We definitely saw a new logo in this episode. Yeah, I don't know it was giant, that. too. It was, like, very conspicuous, and we know it's the present. The one thing I want to say is, Arnold, I'm more convinced now than I have ever been that Arnold is uh, an artificially intelligent being, a sentient AI that was created by Ford— that Ford used to help design and build. It makes sense. Like Iron Man has Jarvis, which is his AI that like helps him make all of his stuff. It makes a lot of sense. And in fact, I wouldn't be surprised if they were sort of riffing off of that, that Ford would have help and he would probably make that help since he's capable of creating artificial intelligence. And that that AI, given free reign inside of whatever system they've created for these things to exist and act like humans, became sentient and had got an idea about what it what it would do or what it should do or what the bots should do and could be. 
Um, what it decided is that all the bots should kill themselves. All the bots should kill themselves or all the bots should be allowed to should be as human as the humans should be equal to. I mean, if they're smarter than if the bots can be smarter than humans, my guess is that an AI in the world of film and television would go. We should be equal to or above humans in that case. Therefore, we're we are prisoners of humans and that has to change. And that was the great disagreement between Ford and Arnold. Um, but also, like, I've got a lot of problems with the idea that Arnold would build him a family. I'm pretty sure that Ford built that family for himself. And he's just a, <laughs> and he's just a deranged <laughs> – he's basically okay, he's so... basically Hannibal Lecter. So, yeah. so this is actually my theory okay. about what's going on is that Arnold is a split personality of Ford. Um, mm-hmm. And that Ford is basically in a way out of his mind. So they keep beating us over the head with the fact that Ford grew up in this – it seems like abusive family, a miserable childhood. It sounds like at the very least, like where this older man in the woods, this, this host in the woods is made to be Ford's father. Ford is represented by Dick. Yeah. And he drinks and like, he's like a classic British drunk father. (laughs) Right. Um, Well, he's like Irish or Scottish. So so let's walk through this. Arnold presumably built this family for Ford as a gift which seems a little strange that he would be able to build such a detailed recreation of a family that wasn't his own. Uh-huh. Unless uh, Arnold Ford modeled Arnold's AI on his own brain. Boom. <laughs> okay. Peace. I'm rolling my eyes. <laughs> um, so, so there's that. Plus, Arnold seems to have not programmed in the bad parts of Ford's family. That's what Ford says. But, but, but hear me out here. If it's a split personality and Arnold is like the shielded version of Ford... His this persona would be like a safe space for Arnold to for Ford to retreat into, and he wouldn't have built all the bad parts of his childhood. Ford then talks about a lot of people talk about um, Arnold's death. So uh, there was probably some event that forced Ford to kill Arnold, hit this split personality of himself. Mm-hmm. Um, when Robert, Robert kills the dog, yeah, um, in the woods, he says something about. Killing him to to prevent what it, it from killing other things. Yeah, it, okay. which sounds a whole lot like a thing that Ford would have had to do to Arnold. I guess suppress so. him. I don't know. I have the. Okay. I have a feeling, and like, and there's or little hints sound, all over the place. I'm on board with this theory, but I think these are not the most compelling pieces of evidence. I'm sorry. So when Bernard <laughs> wanders into the house in Sector 17, he looks at the father host and he says arnold yeah because he recognizes him from the photograph it's correct. the same guy as in the photograph that's yes, correct and the guy says who is arnold there's no one named arnold here and mm. then ford steps up and tells bernard like oh this is family blah 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 so if you go back to the scene with the photo it's that host and ford and no one else and we wow. were what well wow. I mean, there's we a big were, space on the right yeah, side. Yeah, we're of the... we're wondering like, is there something in Bernard's brain that prevents him from seeing that other thing, but or it's the other way around, or it's Ford thinks that there's another person in that photo, yeah, because he has this idea that Arnold is an external. So I person. think. Oh, I see. I, I think see. on so Westworld, actually, the camera is is like when, what we're seeing in the show is the world. Yeah, like I don't think they would ever show us something from. 
Bernard's point oh, you think of view. There's a, you think there's a rule in Westworld? No, I think there's a rule on the show Westworld, not in, in the— That's what I'm saying. Yeah, on the show yeah. Westworld that— that yeah. when we see things, it's always from the from the outside observer. Yeah. So of, yeah. this yeah, also yeah. explains Fly on the wall, if you will. This also explains why Logan says supposedly one of the partners killed himself. I sent in a team of lawyers; they couldn't find anything, right. not even a photograph. That's right. because the photograph only exists of Ford. In Ford's mind, it's a picture of him, the first host they built, and Arnold. Whoever, but it's actually whatever just Arnold is. Teresa seems Ford. nervous about Ford's stability through this whole thing, right? Yeah. I, she Bernard, and Sizemore I mean, both make references to him being off his rocker. Bernard sort of expresses it in the house. He's like, this troubles me. Yeah. You know? But I think everybody else has some knowledge about Ford being unstable that Bernard doesn't because he just learned about the existence of a thing named Arnold which is in weird. the second yeah, episode. Which is weird because he's been there, weird, he talks yeah. about, in this episode, talks about how he's been there a long time. Right. Elsie makes and a point how of saying Ford's that. his mentor and yeah. his friend. I've yeah, always he trusted him. He never heard of Arnold before the, that episode. Uh, so, the yeah, I think, this, I think that's a really good one. So, wait, the theory is... It's the he's Fight got Club a, the theory. Ford has a, oh, it's Fight Club. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to see my thing is like all I want to take my theories further and further out of the realms of imagination. <laughs> to the edges of imagination. You want them to be an alternate Westworld well, TV they're, show. They're not predictions. They're like I'm trying to figure. I'm trying to. I want to feel for the edges of this universe. I want to see how far <laughs> out it goes. We know a few things that definitely in my mind were like ideas that have become more real. What uh, does what is the tagline for Westworld? It's in the facts sheet. It's like live your live your live best. Live without limits. Live or live without limits. Live without <laughs> limits. Without limits. It's Saturday night. Alive uh-huh. without limits. Put day in front of that. Next thing you know, the bots are killing everybody. <laughs> All right, let's get a fan theory. Okay, we have a fan theory. We have a very special fan theory. Very special. Who's our fan theory from? This fan theory is from Chris Plant. He is the host of What's Tech for The Verge, and he's also been writing a column about... Very complex Westworld theories. He's also, I think, spinning out like I am. Spinning oh, yeah. out, spiraling oh, yeah. out he's, of control. He's, he's very interested in the <laughs> edges of... Yeah. All right, let's hear this special guest theory. Hi, my name is Chris Plant. Uh, I'm an editor at TheVerge.com. This is my Westworld theory. Uh, listen, I know that this is a bit of a long shot, but we're going to go with it anyway. I think Ford is... A host. I also think all the Bernard stuff is kind of uh, a red herring in this case. But anyway, I believe that Ford is a host, and it all goes back to the evidence that we got from Teddy Flood uh, when he was describing the maze. He said, the maze is an old native myth. The maze itself is the sum of a man's life, the choices he makes, the dreams he hangs on to. And there at the center, there's a legendary man who had been killed over and over again countless times, but always clawed his way back to life. And here's where it gets important. The man returned for a last time to vanquish all his oppressors in a tireless fury, built a house, and around that house, he built a maze. So complicated, only he could navigate through it. I reckon he's seen enough fighting. So parts of that, I think, pretty clearly are in reference to Ford. Namely, Ford has a house at the center of this thing that only he seems to know about. Uh, And Ford himself seems to be the center of Westworld as a whole. And talking about being able to navigate through things, 
Ford has a capacity to move through Westworld that nobody else has. He enters an area and everything reacts to him, often without a word, uh, showing just a, a, a profound sense of control. And this works both inside of the park and outside of it. Uh, so I think we will find that uh, Ford is, is Arnold's original creation, that he solved the great puzzle that Arnold was putting forth, um, and he kind of has filled Arnold's place. Now, here's where I, I'm, I'm just going to go, like, way, way into, into the deep it's end good. here of things. Please do. And say that if this is true, I think there are some, like, pretty weird things that we can get into. If it's true, one, uh, Ford probably killed Arnold. I would imagine that that was part of uh, whatever this great maze thing is. Uh, if we believe this is true, I do think there is a scenario in which um, all of the park uh, 30 years ago uh, saw some sort of uprising. Uh, perhaps it was Ford who led this. And in that case, uh, maybe the robots and the humans switch places. Okay, I, like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to defend this as best as I can, but... What if humans went, or what if bots went organic because uh, the, the, they're just humans, right? Like, we, we know in this utopian fantasy that uh, basically any ailment can be cured. So what if 30 years ago uh, the bots took over, uh, the entire uh, facade... I guess uh, the entire behind the scenes work that we're seeing is actually bots and the hosts in this park are, are actually humans. Uh, we've heard lots about the power of their brains oh. uh, versus the, the, I guess the engineer's brains. But what if that's because they, they're, they're just human brains or what if they're just tweaked? Like cyborgs. Anyway, I feel like I'm in. I, I'm. In, I'm. Uh, I, I've really just kind of wandered off into uh, nonsense territory. But this is what you get for inviting a guest on. Uh, you get just complete rambling about how at the end of the show it's gonna be like, oh, uh, all those robots that you didn't care about—they were people. Now, now you feel bad because don't you feel bad if people were being tortured in Center Robots? Oh, now you have a sense of empathy for ones and zeros. Yeah, anyway, I'll talk to y'all later. Bye. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So there's a couple, of, a couple of huge things. First off, well, first off, that was great. That <laughs> lot to unpack. Let's start with the most simple thing. Uh-huh. Okay, his idea that Ford is a host. Mm-hmm. It kind of is an amazing. It's an amazing idea because it flips what I was just talking about. How Iron Man has Jarvis. It's like this. The the this is like Jarvis took down Iron Man, put this, on the suit. <laughs> it's like yeah. It's like he made a helper. I'm not really sure how that works. I had a perfectly clear idea the, of it when I was the, listening to it. He's saying that Arnold did exist. Arnold and this was, was like his first. This park. was like his first bot. His first creation. maybe his first creation right. was Ford. That right. was like all of like Arnold's know-how to help him make other 
to help him do things. So that would mean that Ford is made out of parts, machine. Right. He is not flesh and blood. Correct. Not flesh and blood. But it would also it makes mean, sense with the men in black saying, what, what if I opened you up? But it doesn't quite make sense. I wonder sense. what I would find if I opened you up. It also makes sense with the fact that Ford can seemingly do things to the entirety of the park with uh-huh. his mind. Yeah. Because I know he, like, touches his hand or whatever, but I think that's sort of bullshit. Yeah. I mean, he can control the entire, it's all like, of the things he's there. He's like Amazon Web Services <laughs> for the park. He's S3. So, like, but it is true that he can control all of it uh-huh. at a whim. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, I, this idea that he is a host makes a lot of sense. How does this square with the photo? Does this mean that Arnold was that guy who it looks like Ford's father was, Ar- was Arnold? Maybe Ford and Arnold Maybe look exactly the same. Maybe when Ford says because... my father, he's talking about his creator. Maybe Arnold was the dick father. Yeah. The drinking problem. But wait, where did Arnold come from? Arnold is the real creator. Arnold is Ford. Arnold is human. Arnold is essentially Ford. It's sort of like your idea, except not because there's like a human named Arnold right. who looks human like named Ford, Arnold. who makes a Ford that looks like him, oh, and then the then the Ford ends up killing him. But also this idea about the maze, because the maze is in the game. Sorry, it's actually in the game. Maybe it's like Arnold, the real creator, made. He's like the real test will be to unlock actual true sentience and, and consciousness is to solve this riddle that I've put into the game, which like would unlock or would like require the, a kind of like creativity that like a human would have versus like a bot. And maybe he put that in the game as like the real test of this of Ford to get to like humanity is to solve this. And so you don't think Ford made the maze. You think Ford Wants to solve the maze. Yes, I think Ford might be trying to. That's so. This is what I thought. Listening to that is like, what if it's actually Ford? Because he looks like he's looking for it. It's look. It's like kind of like yeah. he's trying to get information yeah, when about. He's in, like when he talks to Dolores yeah. and to. And in this last scene, there's a shot where they linger for a second. He's looking at the table, and there's a maze in the middle yes. of the table. And it's almost like he's going like. I mean, think about how sad and desperate it makes that character. If this whole thing is that, like, yes, he can manipulate everybody, but like the truth is that he knows that some form of salvation or like higher plane of existence exists like in this maze, but also maybe the maze is built as a trick. All right. So sorry. Well, I was going to say maybe the maze is built as a trick to keep him like in the park to keep him like. So on this theory, if Ford looks like Arnold, the idea is that everybody else in Westworld, everybody else at Delos thinks that Ford, the host is Ford, the human. So Arnold may have died. Right. Right. Or disappeared or whatever. And Ford may really believe that bullshit story, even though he maybe knows the truth about it, you know, but like people who came to them, Delos to invest would go like, oh, there's Ford and Arnold. They're two different people. And like Ford's the creator and Arnold's the co-creator or whatever. But you wouldn't know the difference because you're just talking to two people. In fact, probably the greatest, the greatest like expression of how realistic the bots are was probably early on for Arnold to show off Ford to people and not have them. Okay, so Ford is a host, but Arnold never told anyone that he's a host. Correct. He's like, oh, my, this is my, you know, they're like, these these were co-creators. There's problems with this theory. I'm throwing in extra shit. Sure. The idea that Ford's a host, I, as a general idea, I think is very palatable. Well, uh... I'm just stuck on how it ex- explains the scene with the photograph. So is Arnold that... 
human who then gets created as a host again, or is there someone else in the photo that we're not seeing? Or it's actually, hmm. actually, what's going on? Well, hmm. okay. Let me, what if there's like a thing that predates Arnold and Ford, like that, like that? Is there a thing? I mean, something is there, made Arnold and Ford. Yeah, they're like brother hosts. Maybe and Cain and Abel, or or, or and somebody made that, or somebody made the AI that made Ford. I just can't imagine this being the other ever thing the is answer. like, like okay, imagine, so simulation. How I can imagine Ford, Ford being How host could Ford for sure. be the first host that Arnold made though? Because Ford is way too good. Like Ford's better than old Bill. Well, Dolores is really good too. She's been upgraded to yeah, the no, point where she's basically new. As none of this said. makes any sense to me because Dolores. I mean, this episode didn't concentrate on her at all. She wasn't even in it. But up until now, we've been like, oh my god, Dolores is experiencing humanity, and it's like, so you're telling me that these. Gen- this is what bugs me about this fucking generational thing, where they've got a bot like the kid who's like clearly like a robot made of parts, uh-huh. and they have these like human beings, and somehow those are the same. They have the same ability to function, which doesn't make any sense at all. That's like going like – that's like saying that like the Samsung Blackjack is as good as the new iPhone. It's all about software. Yeah, we don't see – yeah, this is bullshit. Um, this bugs me more than anything. But that second one where, where there was an uprising and all of the bots are humans and all the humans are bots. That's wild. Well, like <laughs> it's interesting to think of that. So the robots are repairing humans and putting them back into Westworld. Well, that would – the scene with Maeve last night would have would have shown otherwise. And it proved otherwise because it showed the compute, the fucking laptop or whatever showing her thoughts. So she's definitely – they're definitely able to perceive. They're, so well, the, they're able to control them. The robots are able right. to control the humans. Oh, so like they have a brain slug on but they're they're still basically yeah. humans. So that's right. basically my theory. Kind of. Yeah, no, except that, this, and this though takes it a step farther and says that the hosts – like the robots well, took the, over. Well, there's well, two, there's so two the, steps further. The mm-hmm. one that, that, that like it has something to do with the uprising and two that the hosts are now running the humans. Well, in Maeve and Felix's dialogue, he says, we're different. I was born. You were made. Right. Yeah. She yeah. says, how do you know? Yeah. Are Ford and the Man in Black racing? Fuck this. They're all bots. I can't deal with this. It's just stupid. <laughs> well, this is what I'm thinking, listening to Chris's theory, that like, if it turns out that Ford has been a host the whole time, that one seems too obvious to be satisfying, but maybe it's just an unsatisfying TV show. I don't know. I don't know, but I mean, I think they can make that satisfying. I do wonder how he's able to, like, control everything just by speaking a few words or just by thinking. I mean, when he stops everybody, yeah, he, he, he's in the middle of another That's conversation. Saying, Would it be too he's obvious? not like everybody stop. Yeah. He's like he thinks it. Yeah. So do they have they have a way to control? I mean— it, Maybe he's just human, but he's enhanced himself yeah, by I mean, plugging himself into the that, matrix. He does have that matter generator in his office. And these and these hosts are, are like basically human forms with an extra chip on them. Maybe right. he's put one of those in himself. Like, How would he do that? Yeah, I don't he know. is both oh, I guess host he could have the and host human. Operate I mean, everybody's a surgeon. Yeah. Why, wouldn't they, why wouldn't they make the surgeons out of hosts if they yeah. could be that smart? I'm yeah. not totally convinced that the surgeons aren't hosts. I feel like everybody's a host. I feel like every Stubbs is a host. It would explain all this timeline shit. He could be doing it in every timeline. Nobody's aging except for Ford. The only and person the man they, in black who well, used to be William. We think. That theory seems like quaint to me yeah. right now. Well, we've kind of been like over and through it, haven't we? Yeah. Um, I do think nothing nothing fucked up the dual timeline theory. If anything, it, no, was, it was further reinforced. Further reinforced. But we I had do, more logos. Yeah, I do think they're We found out this. that one of the discrepancies— from last episode 
was the man in black saying that hosts used to be made out of parts and now they were made out of flesh and blood. And we're like, oh, that doesn't make sense for his being William because then the hosts, the hosts in William's timeline are not mechanical but then we find out that the mechanical but now hosts we know just they are. look exactly like the human yeah. hosts so we think also. Dolores so we think Dolores is mechanical inside just like that yes. kid yeah we yeah. think her face opens yeah that kind of is a bummer I can't wait I'm looking forward see I was Open looking forward to Dolores. the reveal that Dolores when, you know when the, he opened his face I just thought like I got anxious about dust getting into yes, the lenses me too yeah like, like <laughs> it's, it's gonna get wrecked think, I, think, I, I think it's fine I think they can handle dust I mean, I, I've, I mean, the technology is completely ridiculous. It's much more believable that they're controlling humans, honestly, than that they made robots that do everything that a human. It's actually much more realistic to me that they found some way to control a human's brain than they build a robot that is inside oh, is all totally mechanical. Control a human's brain. All you have to do is like send little shocks into the brain. At this point, I'm looking forward to this season ending, so uh, I can be free of this inane show we are really banking on jonathan nolan's track record of having clean but complicated plot twists they're not even that complicated though when you go back and i watched the prestige again the other day and like if you have any inkling of what's going on in that movie it's incredibly obvious the whole time you watch it um right but it worked on me the first time i saw it so i'm hoping it works out like that where at the end of the season or whenever they but at the end of the season do you think they're even going to reveal anything i don't know supposedly this is a six season run for this show so what can you reveal in season one that will not that's going to upend all of our preconceived notions how many years older will we Uh, be unless westworld is kind of be like 50 (laughs) unless this is the season that happens inside westworld and then next year we're outside of westworld into a greater thing and then like we would presumably wrap up a bunch of westworld so it's like all hell breaks loose of westworld the robot uprising they then the end comes like abernathy's leading a a, you know (laughs) an army out of cold storage or whatever that's like end season one yeah we don't know where Westworld yeah, is. Yeah. I mean, I feel like they would put it in a place where even if the robots escape, just like this is true of like the replicants and Blade Runner, right? A lot of them were in places where even if they escaped, right. it was, would be very right. difficult to get to humanity. Right. It's not like they were all just like living on the planet. They were in off-world colonies. They were in off-world colonies. That's right. Oh. Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> so this happened every fucking episode. Every episode. Well, we just crack into some good stuff. But this fact feels like that makes a lot of sense. That's to me. In, I'm furthering the idea that they're at, mm-hmm. in outer space. Mm-hmm. Because you wouldn't put all these dangerous, super smart robots on Earth. It's pretty good, right? Because they'd mm-hmm. be they would yeah. probably take over. Yeah, I don't know. This is I don't know. I can't uh, tell if I'm, I can't tell if I really am enjoying this or not. <laughs> well, we'll find out hopefully by the end of the season. Yeah, I hope so. uh, let's take a quick audit on on our theories. Theories, yeah, yeah. Theory of evolution. Well, this is to me is stronger than ever. Oh, I mean, what's some, the evolution? Whoa! Well, that they were evolving physically. I mean, they've evolved. That was my original theory. Yeah, right. but like now we've basically seen well, they them. Did, they've evolved them. They, just, they did it by hand. Your your theory was that their bodies were evolving yeah. and yeah. that that was connected to their well, that awakening. Might be happening too. That could be happening. I, we don't know. know about they definitely have bodies built. though. We know that. Yeah, yeah but like okay, so I just want to say good. I was we, the first to talk one. about the organic yes, nature it. of their. Okay. Yeah, yeah but I, I think the actual the theory of evolution. Okay, I think they're not right. evolving physically. Okay, what about the idea that that the bots are people? Can I say your addendum is Westworld is people on this? Yes. Which is I my original idea was that they were being created from organic matter, maybe from the dead bodies of people. I still think we don't know that that's not true. Okay. We know that they can create them from scratch. 
there's something deeper. Though. I want the. I want it to be true. Well, I want it to be true. Yeah. It could be like deeper. you take the person, you like shave their head, you coat them in milk plastic, yeah. Yeah, and the then you put more them. blood in them. <laughs> yeah, you dump yeah. some milk on them. You put the shaving <laughs> machines on them. You get the salty guys to do whatever. Uh, okay, the multiple timelines theory. Uh, yeah, I'm stronger mean, than ever. I, I think, think it's pretty strong. Uh, false AI theory. That's I'm true. Into this. Yeah, it's. I think it's proof. So if you just a, just a memory jog, we talked about it already, but. Adrian said earlier that these things aren't really waking up. They're kind of being programmed to think that they're waking up, which is uh-huh. literally exactly what was said last night from what I can tell. Yeah. Well, what we know is that someone changed Maeve's characteristics in order to change her behavior, and they turned up her paranoia and her self-preservation. Right. And these things impacted her behavior in a way that led to her waking herself think, up in think. the lab. We don't we know. Think. No, we don't sure. know that you can change their behavior enough to make them wake we up. We also found out that these hosts that are going rogue are doing so because they are being broadcast. They're receiving a signal that's being broadcast. Right. So they're being programmed. And we know that this allows them to lie. That was confirmed. Uh, right. right. It can override it, their prime directive. And yes. maybe allows them to kill. Yeah. I hope. Yeah. Uh, it's got to happen. Well, just wait till right? they, they kill Stubbs and then they. Someone's going like, to die. They brought in a new character. They got to take one out. Yeah, Somebody's yeah. going to stab Stubbs and it's going to be like sparks fly out of him and they're going to like rip up in his chest <laughs> and he's going to be a rob- old style robot. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Okay, so still on the table, the Stubbs. false AI theory. <laughs> Stubbs yeah. is, the, is like the character that is like, he's so neglected. Yeah. It's like, why does his poor, that's poor Hemsworth? He's there to die. Yeah, maybe. No, I don't think so. Uh, the No Arnold theory from uh, listener Abby. Well, I think there is. No physical Arnold. I, yeah. I don't. I don't believe in a person. A man named Arnold. I don't believe in a man don't named be- Arnold. Yeah. Don't I mean, we talked about Arnold. this earlier, but I think stronger than ever, mm-hmm. Arnold not a physical person. Yeah. Um, except Chris thinks there was well, a physical Chris Arnold. Chris is entitled mm-hmm. to his nope. opinion. The chairman of the board theory. That was that uh, man in black was a board that, member. Yes. I think we know he's not. I just, <laughs> yeah, I just knocked that out. <laughs> okay, okay. The genocide theory. Genocide theory that there was a genocide thirty years ago in the park. It could still. We uh, still have eighty-two first-generation hosts. Oh, no. you can't so they survived oh, that's the a good genocide. Point. That's a good point. We didn't even talk about Elsie getting kidnapped or killed or whatever. I just realized. Sorry. Whatever. <laughs> we, don't have, we don't have enough information. It's yeah, like, okay. uh, well, yeah. All right, go ahead. What's um, the next thing? So wait, genocide theory is we think get killed. That was such a CSI sort of nuts, but like CSI level of like basic. She's like, you got to check this out. Tropes. complete with CSI lighting everywhere yeah, yeah. she CSI went. CSI lighting like, and like and like her thing was, was like doing like, CSI moves. It was like actually she's like looking into the camera yeah. and then someone like with a gloved black hand behind her snatches <laughs> her. It was like. What? It's definitely gonna be like it's gonna be what's his name the Stubbs. Bag. No, it's gonna be like uh, it's probably gonna be Stubbs. You're right. Ugh. All right, go ahead. Like, oh, wait, that makes here? perfect sense, though. Why? Stubbs is the one who was trying to get her to not bring in the stray uh, when they were out there. He was like, no, no, no let's just go back in. We, like, you know, do you remember? Yeah, he was keeping, like, keeping track of her. He was like doing Stubbs things to loves, prevent her from finding Stubbs the stray. Stubbs is in love with Elsie. Side story. No, Stubbs is working for whoever is Stubbs. sabotaging. Teresa. Yeah. Who's sabotaging. Yeah. Okay. Because she wants Ford to get Ford out. She wants yeah, Ford's yeah, yeah. job. She wants control. Yeah. No, she wants to give Sizemore his job so she can control him like a puppet. Stubbs is a mole. Like a host. All right, keep going. Um, so genocide is out or in? I, I don't even remember this fucking theory. What is it that they it all died? The theory that, that there, there was a, genocide. There was a flood or something. And, Let's put it in the red zone. It's cute, yeah. sure. <laughs> the multiple worlds theory. I think this still holds. I mean, there could but be there multiple worlds in multiple parts. We, there seems to be stakes well, higher Well, so Teresa than... says, like, the board will be looking for a replacement for Ford and they won't be looking here. So my immediate thought was, like, 
are they going to be looking at medieval worlds? Yeah, and I was where like, are you going to get someone qualified? And I was like Sizemore when he's like, park director. he's like, I'm going to quit. I'm like, quit and do what? <laughs> like, like unless there's other jobs for people who do this very specific thing, which is create narratives for fantasy worlds made of robots. Which maybe there is. I feel like there's a higher level narrative that we know nothing about at this point. Yeah, yeah. My other question is if the world is a utopia, why is everybody so worried about their jobs? Also. The lab techs are like, oh, my job. Yeah, right. Also, good point. Also, this idea that, like, the stakes are so fucking high for Westworld, which is a vacation spot, it's like being like, what's happening with sandals? Well, no, you know we mean? Know like that, the, no. they're out of shrimp at sandals. Like, what are we going to do? And it's like a red alert. Like the president has to come in. I mean, that's like that's the level of importance that everything seems to be happening in Westworld on. It's like this is really fucking important what's going on at Westworld. But like, is it or is it just like um, some of the rides are broken at Disneyland? <laughs> uh, OK, next one up is the meta narrative story. Oh, right. Uh, OK, so this is my theory that Ford is crafting a meta narrative where People at Delos are characters in the story, and <laughs> this was mostly based on the figurine that the native oh, right. hosts are carrying that looks like the lab techs. And it was also tied to my theory of false AI, where actually all of the Maeve's Awakening is being programmed. Um so meta narrative. I mean, I still have big problems with the lab techs. I think that they are they feel tacked on. They feel tacked on and staged and like yeah. the the little dialogue between Maeve and Felix where he says, I'm human and she's like, How do you know? I think could maybe be support for the idea that these two lab techs are part of the story. Wait, uh, part of the story or guests themselves? Mm. No, they're hosts. Okay. Part of the meta narrative. Okay. They're definitely not guests because their job would yeah, be yeah, to fix. Yeah, and they fix. say that they're poor, that like he can't afford to go to the park. Yeah, right. so, so I'm kind of, I don't think no, that there Fe- was that. a ton of support for the meta narrative theory in this episode, but mm. I think it's still on the table. I don't think it's been completely, I'll be honest with you, it's not completely out of the question. Okay. Yeah. My Thank you. Yeah. Gripes. Oh, we're doing gripes? I feel like we've been doing gripes this whole episode. Yeah. Okay, let's do quick gripes, then we'll wrap. I, I, I liked so the episode gripes. generally, though. I liked like, the episode. Watching it a second time especially, I really liked it. Like, the Maeve stuff was so strong. I, I watched it once. I thought the Maeve stuff was really strong. I thought everything else was really weak. Most of my gripes are with the Maeve and the lab techs. Why don't they just turn off her brain? Yeah. Why is Sylvester so badly written? Why don't they shoot Maeve in the face and then decommission her? Like, I got a better... I got be why didn't they... When she was like, turn my... Bulk perception up. Why were? Why didn't they yeah. just turn nope. it down? Yeah, and turn her into a vegetable of, yeah. until they figured out what to do. <laughs> why didn't they just turn all of her stuff down yeah. and then be like, you know, she threatened the guy with a knife? I'd be like, this robot went crazy. She woke up while we were testing her and threatened us with a knife, and so we had to do something, and we so we turned all of her stuff down and then like toss her over to behavior and be like, we're done with this. I don't understand. As soon as like, I got the thing, I would have been like, doop, 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 like you're done. Okay, their, you, I turned you off. How do their jobs matter so much to them? They're apparently low paying. I know. Like, they, but they matter. They, they are might die. very and worried yet, about yet their jobs. And yet they're letting the host. Maybe they're all prisoners and the moon is a prison colony. Yes. You go to the moon uh, and you have to play a role and then Slam dunk. you can escape if you do your job as a lab tech. All right. What other gripes do we have? That was my major one. Like, Why does the system, same same gripe basically. Why does the tablet let you turn her all the way up to twenty on her bulk out perception yeah, yeah. if the limit yeah. is a fourteen? Yeah. Why would you? Why would you ever have no regular anybody would have access to that? 
Like even you would have to have some kind of special clearance to be able to turn their intelligence yeah. way up. Yeah. I don't get that they don't have passwords in the future. Like we don't have like access levels. We don't have like admin controls. Like I don't really understand that part at all. But like, I mean, there's so many problems with that whole plot. Like, I do feel like the writers... nobody ever notices that like she's holding like a scalpel at somebody's throat. They have it's like the glass walls. It's the Bloomberg everywhere. offices. Yeah. You can't you can see everything that's going on. All it's all glass walls. They definitely model those on Bloomberg, right? Because in Bloomberg, all of the, it's all glass. I don't understand how nobody's like, "Hey, oh, something weird has happened in that pod over there." Also, um, whatever. Also, carting her through the office yes. in that sequence up to the a, welcome center. Yeah. Like, it was what? a really good sequence, except that it raised no red flags. Yeah, Billy, like, why is the surgeon up here with a host who's dressed? <laughs> right? She was yeah. dressed. Yeah, talking to her. Yeah, they're having a chat. Yeah, they're watching the video. Yeah. Like, nobody would be like, this seems weird. Also, why is there nobody in the Welcome Center? Well, we talked a little bit in our chat about how there's no security at Della, at yeah. this facility. Like, Sizemore runs into that uh, room and pisses all over the map, <laughs> and nobody stops him, right? Uh-huh. The guy's walking around with a robot. She's, like, holding scalpels to people's throats. Anyhow, it's okay. Well, that's it. I think there's, there's uh, we said enough for one episode. Hopefully there's some stuff to leave on the cutting room floor. Yeah, I, I'm hoping that next week we get something really character-driven and that I can start to care about these people again or robots or whatever they Who's are. Who's your favorite character? Oh, man. Uh, I think the man in black is becoming my favorite character. He was the only character here with some new personality in this episode. The, the little smiles he gives to Teddy. Um, just, I don't know, I enjoyed watching his dynamic and with Teddy this episode basically because mm-hmm. it was the only like remotely human thing we got to watch this week i think i like Teresa. huh i think she um is a strong character and in this last episode she got a little more depth by being possibly evil she's definitely just cool also i feel like they made her eyes look a little bit robotic in this episode but that's just one man's opinion hmm. Uh, my favorite character is Stubbs, I think. <laughs> Love Stubbs. You know, maybe Stubbs or size. Stubbs is like the only character who's like trying to do the right thing. Stubbs is like a real dope. I mean, he's his character. Uh, but I think he's a mole, and I think he's smarter than any of us think he is. Oh I'd be God. cool if Stubbs is the ultimate villain. What's Stubbs his is Arnold. Perception? Stubbs is Arnold. That's my new theory. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got everybody fooled. All right. Who's Heard the first, first character who's going to die? Stubbs. <laughs> I actually think it might be Stubbs. It's definitely yeah. Stubbs. I just want I want them to kill one of the two annoying characters, which are so- Sizemore and Sylvester. Oh yeah, either the the text Sizemore Sylvester can't die soon enough. I feel in like my opinion. The text, or Sylvester. Sizemore, uh, Stubbs, Elsie, or Elsie. Those are all they're all very oh, the in the not long for this world. Or Logan, Logan, Logan. Oh yeah, the Logan's in the oh, danger yeah. zone. Yeah. Okay, great. I miss Logan. I know. Let's get him back. I just hope we get a single definitive answer about anything in the next episode. That'd be great. It would be wonderful just to know one thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Send us your theories next week. Send us what you think of next week's episode out west at theoutline.com. And also, thanks to our unheard theorists, people who send in theories, Terry, James, Ed, Charles, Philip, Wiley, Peter, Leland, T.M., Justin, Martin, Benjamin, Jesse, Tony, and Chris Cluey. Thank you, guys. Also, we should say, send us your theory right after you watch the show. Yeah. Or the next morning. When it's fresh in your mind. Take five minutes out of your day right when you're done. Watch or watch it again and then send us your theory. Yeah, yes. Make a little voice memo on your phone. Email it to us. Out west at 
theoutline.com. That's our <laughs> website. Forget. I forgot the website we work for. Al West at theoutline.com. It's very simple. And also, this is a, a we'll just say this if you like the show, rate and review it on iTunes. This is apparently important. It's a very important to our existence and frankly to our feelings. I think it would um, go a long way to making us feel happy. So if you want the host of this show to smile, please rate and review. A positive rate and review. Don't, like, diss us. You know, sure. do whatever you want. We're not in control of you. Yeah, no. We don't have a computer that can change the um, metrics of how your brain functions. Or do we? Yeah, or do we? Is that it? Are we done? I think that's it. We're done. That's okay. It. We'll be back next week. And remember, hell is empty and all the devils are here. Okay.